0: Welcome back to another episode today we are going to take a look at three stocks that you should add to your watch list the first one is going to be a company in the EV market the second one going to be a semiconductor company that's growing at crazy levels and the third one is going to be a company that's focusing on making batteries for electric vehicles and they're not only focusing like your consumer cars they are also focusing in electric forklifts and electric buses and all different types of vehicles. If this is your first time here, my name is Jose Naharo and I am a self taught investor who's been doing this for the past six, seven years. And if you want to learn more about becoming a better investor, make sure to check out my Patreon. Also, don't forget to hit the thumbs up and the subscribe button. It helps so much with the YouTube algorithm and I truly, truly appreciate it. If you want to know every time I buy and sell a stock, make sure to find the link down below for my Discord channel. It's free to anybody that wants to join and we have a lot of great members there. You should also see a link to all my other social platforms finally if you want to get a free stock use my link below and deposit 100 on weeple if you do that we both get a free stock i think right now they're doing a special we might get one or two free stocks so let's get started like i mentioned today's episode we are taking a look at three stocks and these are highlights from my recent live stream at twitch i post i I stream every mondays and tuesdays at 8 30 eastern time so if you guys want to come and ask questions here i take a look at companies you want me to look at so normally i find a lot of new companies and these are probably three companies that many of you have not heard of so if you want to if you have any companies you guys ever want me to take a look at make sure to follow me on twitch that should be jose naharo stocks and i should see you there tonight tuesday at 8 30 and we actually looked at about seven stocks today i'm only posting three of those stocks if you guys want to see the others let me know in the comments below and i will do another video with those highlights so let's take a look at this time for real let's take a look at li auto so with li auto so this is ticker li i want to take a look at year to date this is a brand new ipo right so year to date it has done 97 100 percent they have a market cap of about $29 billion. So they have strong revenue growth. They're growing their revenue at 72.3% on average for the next three to five years. This is something I consider a hyper growth stock. They're also expected to grow their earnings dramatically. Um, but analysts don't expect them to be profitable until 2023. How, how right are analysts? That's something you have to take with a grain of salt but at least they are expected to be profitable within the next three years. That's something I like to look at. But what's more important is that cash flow from operations. For those that don't know, cash flow from operations is the money you make from your everyday business. From that, Lee Auto is actually profitable right now. So they already make money from their everyday business. Next, what I want to take a look at is their financial health. How are they looking? Because they are not profitable, I want to make sure that they have a lot of cash, and they have a little bit of debt. And we can see right now they have about 18.6 billion Chinese Yuans in in cash. And they only have about $500 million in debt. So they have a lot more cash. About 40 times, not uh, maybe not 40 times, maybe 38 times more cash than they do debt. And that's pretty impressive, right? So right now they have strong future growth. They have strong financial growth. They're also profitable and they're also positive in cash flow from operations. Now I want to take a quick look at their, at their ownership. So ownership, we can see their CEO actually owns 20% of the business. I, lo- I love seeing companies that that, they're in, that the big guy, that the CEO and the, um, owns a huge portion. So they own 20% of the business. Um, so overall, um, Wessler, fundamentally, the company looks good. Now let's take a look at the stock price. And here I'm in Seeking Alpha. So look, Lee Auto right now has a price to sales ratio of 10, a forward price to sales ratio of 10. I want to take a look at some other, let's take a look at some of its competitors. Can someone, can some people name some other competitors? I know NIO would probably be one. We can say probably Tesla might be another one. Those are the only two EV stocks I, I really know right now. But let's see. Lee has a forward price to sales ratio of 10.03. Tesla has a forward price to sales ratio of 15.44. And then we have Neo has a forward price to sales ratio of 17.88. So right now it does seem like Lee has is, is probably the cheapest out of the other two. But remember, Tesla is profitable. So we have to account for that. Um, but lee is still a little bit cheaper in regards to tesla in regards to neo when we take a look at price to sales ratio but remember we do have tesla that it is profitable right now neo is not profitable but i I, i've heard some crazy good news about neo is there anything special about their cars i haven't really looked at them ah their cars actually don't look too too bad they kind of actually remind me of a, a jeep cherokee or the volkswagen atlas so do they only have one vehicle? it seems is the ideal one the only vehicle they have? are they just focusing on on one car and that's it. If so, that's something to definitely take a look at right Try to understand why they only have one car right now um and are they trying to expand outside of that so yeah, Wesler I mean overall fundamentally the company looks good um just right now, what I do say what I do see is e v stocks have seen a huge pull up right now. So they are going to be very volatile. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if you see multiple down days. And we can see, right, just with Lee Auto, uh, from its all-time highs, it, it's actually down about 26%. So it was overly extended for some time, and then it pulled back some time. So now the stock price has been kind of quiet for the past month, it seems. it's Even though it's been up and down, it hasn't moved too much. All right, it doesn't look too bad, but again, right, that's not advice and none of this should be taken as advice, but, but just a quick overview, the company looks good. Um, but if I was, if I wanted to invest in Lee auto, I would do a little more research, try to find out how they're, how they're making vehicles. Are they increasing maybe factories? What markets are they hitting? Um, and stuff like that, but fundamentally it does look good. Max Liner is an American hardware company Founded, it provides highly integrated radio frequency analog and mixed signal semiconductor solutions. Okay, so it's an American company. They have a market cap of 2.66 billion dollars. So it's very, very small. Um, I feel like I've heard of their name. Maybe I'm not too familiar with their with their uh, logo, but I feel like I've heard of their name. So for the past year, they're up 73%. I want to take a look at what are some of their who are some of their customers? Who uses their their chips right now? Um, so let's take a look at their overview investors relations website. Maybe they might have normally what I like to look at when first starting into a company. They usually have an investors presentation, and here in their investors presentation, you get to learn a lot about the company in a few minutes. Um, so if you ever want to get familiar with the company, definitely just go Google the company and investors presentation, and they usually do one on a yearly basis. So the self-communication network bottlenecks, they're focusing on data centers. It seems like they're really focusing on data centers. Um, that's pretty cool, because I do believe data center farms are gonna continue to grow. Um, so if they're hitting that market, that's that's something that I would put in the green flag. Signal processing, RF and analog, okay, power. They, they hit all types of, of markets there. They're addressable market. They expect it to continue to grow. The first one is the industrial and the multi-market, so here I'm pretty sure the industrial multi-market, they mean they're expected to see a lot of growth here in a lot of automation, right? We're, we're, we're kind of moving into a world where a lot of automation uh, automation robots are happening. Um, so that's where they're doing a lot of chips. Um, this kind of looks like a Raspberry Pi to me, if I may be honest. Um, it is a Raspberry Pi. Do they work with the Raspberry Pis? Pretty cool if they do. They're doing wireless infrastructure as well. It seems like they're working with Ericsson, Nokia, Huawei. All right, so financial overview. Um, so quarter three, they made about 156 million. In quarter three of 2019, they made 80 million. All right, th- I'm liking this already. That's almost 100% growth compared to the same time last year. Um, I wonder why quarter three was such a strong quarter though. Uh, because look, if we take a look at quarter two, it was about 65 million and quarter one was about 62 million. So we have to understand what really drove that revenue to go up that much in quarter three. Is it a new product? Because look, in quarter four, they also expect to kind of have that $185 million of revenue. They have gross margins of 58%. That's pretty impressive if I may say so. And they have operating margins of 19%. Um so the company looks financially pretty good and I'm really liking that that revenue growth in these past two quarters but we can see in 2018 and in 2019 there was not much revenue growth happening so why is there such a speed up going on right now like uh and that's something we would have to take a look at is it a new product that they just released uh or is it just a big a big order that they received cash flow from operations are positive which is a great thing they're expected to grow revenue 31.8% on average for the next three to five years. That's pretty good as well. Financially, they have about $100 million in cash and about $380 million in debt. Overall, their health is, I, I, I wish they would have less debt than cash, but because they have cash flow from operations, and I just looked at it here in the presentation, um, they kind of just took out a new loan. Recently, um, so a new loan is not that bad as long as it, it has some form of some form of of long-term debt, that uh, long-term loan. If it's due in the next five years, I could care less. And that's something one would have to dig up a little bit better. So I i guess this is primary research and development centers in Austria, Israel, India, Germany, Singapore, and Taiwan. I wonder if this is what's bringing the significant growth right now. If so, that's actually pretty, pretty impressive. Now I want to take a quick look at ownership. It's mainly owned by institutions right now. Uh, I'm pretty surprised that BlackRock on, and Vanguard own so much, um, even though it's or it's such a small company. Normally, when it's a small micro, uh, a small company like this, and we saw it was less than three billion, you don't usually see too much institutions holding. Overall, it, it definitely seems pretty interesting, and this is one I personally want to take a look at later on. So this is MXL fundamentally they seem okay i wish their cash would have been a little bit stronger but that revenue growth that they showed shown for this quarter and for next quarter is very very impressive all right so the next one by q is efl i feel like you might have talked about that one before q oh so it's a battery company these are pretty cool these are ones that i feel might be ones i'm gonna definitely probably start looking at pretty soon so electrovaya So Electrovia is a Canadian company, it seems. It's a developer and manufacturer of portable lithium batteries and battery management system for automobiles, warehousing, autonomous guided vehicles, power grid, medical and mobile service. They are in Canada. All right, so let's take a look at them. All right, so Electrovia right now, they have forklift battery systems powered by Electrovia's lithium, ceramic technology. They have energy storage system. They even sell you the sales um, if you want to purchase. And let's take a quick read, like I mentioned, of the company's overall presentation. But first, let's take a quick look at the stock price. In the past year, e- L- e Electrovia has done 600%. This is insane, Q. I mean, Q, you. i I'm just going to give you my account, Q, and you can just purchase whatever you want and, and make all the money for me. So again, like I mentioned, right, always take a look, guys, at their at the presentation for, for investors. Um, they show a lot of information. So, how big will the battery boom try? So, again, I'm not too familiar with the overall market, but one thing I do know is the batteries, um, battery market is definitely one that's gonna continue to boom, right? Tesla mentioned it in their investors in their in some of their investor meetings that hey, we need to even with all the partnerships that we have right now. It, there's not enough batteries out there oh this is pretty cool electrovia on 2020 q and i'm pretty sure you knew this q I, i'm pretty sure you're just kind of flexing on us on you choosing all these great companies electrovia develops high voltage electric bus battery um this is actually pretty impressive i don't know how many other companies do that but developing something that strength uh, at that strength and able to maintain that heat it's something that they can probably work outside and, and and start improving uh, into other type of vehicles as well. So in 2015 and 2018, Electravaya acquires the largest Leon Lund facility in Germany. Europe built to supply battery for Daimler smart vehicle electric vehicle and United and the European-based electrification market. Pretty smart. So they're making great acquisitions. So this is actually pretty cool. They're making some great acquisitions right now. They did pivot from e-cars in Germany in 2017 into 2019. E-lift trucks, it seems like they're moving into the e-lift trucks, work multi-shift indoors and need 10 times range over e-car and safety. E-lift truck removes 12 to 16 times greenhouse gas than one electric car. Q, this one is actually... uh, Now, Q, I think I'm just going to look at all your ones you just mentioned before. This one is pretty cool. Um, So let's take a look. This is Electro... Ah yeah. So let's take a look. Annual revenues, huge growth in revenue. Look at 2019. Uh 2018 2019 are pretty flat, but 2020 was a huge growth in revenue. Pretty great news. Um they now they're now profitable in they're now profitable before taking a look at uh at all the expenses. But again, we're seeing improvement in margins, which is pretty good as well. Um so they, they have game changing and disruptive technology, certain patents. They have flat, fast charging, um, proprietary management systems, and designs allow for rapid charging. This is actually pretty cool. Um, they composite ceramic separators, which prevent battery failures at high temperature. Uh, so this is what a standard would look like. And this is what the electroviolet would look like after 130 degrees Celsius. So they are, have channels to market OEM. So Raymon corporation which is owned 100 percent by toyota is the largest electric forklift manufacturer in north america raymond is now distributing electrovised batteries through their oem channel and it's the top selling electric fork in north america so targeting missions there uh, a lot of people are really focused it seems on e-cars but they're really really focused on on e-buses e-forklifts warehouse e-delivery trucks and autonomous robotics, and that's the one I believe is probably the one people are not too too um, are not too excited about. But that's the one that really gets me excited: is the um, autonomous robotics. Um, just because, right? These are right now. I feel like pretty hype, but these are the ones that are going to be like in every single factory, uh, everywhere, just printing work. And Danny, you want to? You're asking where could I buy Electrovia? So first thing I want to say um Danny when buying companies like Electrovia it's a very small company um so um so Electrovia normally Danny with companies like this they're very volatile and one thing I would definitely say when buying small companies use a limit order a limit order are very important for companies like this now you're asking um where where to purchase them i um, not sure, Danny, what broker you use. If you're using Robinhood, they might not be available there. But Fidelity will definitely have them available. So if, if I do decide to purchase, and this is one I want to get a little more research on. Um, but it's one that if I would purchase, it would be through Fidelity. Fid- I don't have nothing against Robinhood. Robinhood is a great, great platform. Um, but uh, Fidelity has probably become my favorite platform Right now because it allows you to trade over the counter a lot of companies internationally you can't trade them in the regular nasdaq or the regular new york stock exchange you have to buy them over the counter and it sounds a little weird buying over the counter but uh, a lot of companies are over the counter tencent but yeah if you're getting familiar with the overall with the overall market definitely become familiar with limit orders oh companies like this which which many consider a penny stock if one purchases something like this go with a limit order where you're not going to be paying crazy prices and a company like this for me personally i'm not sure for q it would only be a very small percentage of my portfolio Um, obviously if you're more believer of the battery market and all this maybe might be a little bit more bullish on that market and and this is why i enjoy doing these freaking live streams Uh, i I learned so much Uh, um, so overall okay We understand the market Electrovia is in. I think we're pretty much all really liking it. The only thing, like I said, it's very since it's a it's a very small company. It's traded over the counter. It's going to be very very volatile. So this is definitely not a a company that in the next day, in the next two days, you might see a ten percent drop. And the world it 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 just it's just what happens with these type of volatility stocks. So you have to be prepared when buying into companies like this that, hey, I might wake up one day and just for no reason at all, except just because of the overall volatility of the stock being such a low volume stock, it can drop 10, 15%. And look, so, and this is something else, right? I I mean, hopefully uh, we're all learning because I'm learning stuff about this. So, when you le- take a look at Investors Relationships website, you don't or the presentations, you don't only learn about that company. You learn about some of their customers. So now, for example, I learned about Raymond. Raymond is is one of the largest electric um, forklift manufacturer in North America. This is probably a company I want to see if if somehow they might be public, right? So I, I'm gonna add Raymond to the list. But now I I took a look at list. Jabil is one of the biggest. World-leading engineering and robotic firms. I would have never learned about this without looking at this investor presentation. So now I want to take a look if Jabil is a is a company that's publicly traded and one I can learn more about. Um, so just by looking at one investor's relationships website, if you come in with an open mind, you can learn so much more about other companies. Um, so future growth. So this is one thing, right? So I, I simply Wall Street, right? It's it's definitely a, a platform that I use, a software that I use. But this is all just based on analysts. So analysts could be wrong, and sometimes there's no analysts looking at the company. And this is exactly what's happening with um, with this company. There's It doesn't seem like there's many analysts looking at them. So it's telling us that the revenue growth is non-existent. But we just took a look at the market. We saw the future growth that they're expected to see. and We can see, hey, this is definitely going to be a high-growth company for the upcoming years. Uh, And if we take, I just take take a look at financially health, they have $1.1 million in cash and they have about $10 million in debt. Again, this, it looks pretty scary. Um, And again, just because it looks scary doesn't mean it's bad. The only thing it means is, Hey, um, one has to take a little closer look into it before deciding, right? Uh, I was just taking a look at NVIDIA, for example, NVIDIA has about $7 billion in debt. But about three half three point five billion dollars of that debt is not dealed to 2040, 2050, 2060. So just because a company has a lot of debt doesn't mean it's necessarily a bad thing. We just have to do a little more research on it before deciding that. But it, it kind of definitely throws a red flag. Um so take care guys, have a good night. Make sure to check out the Discord, definitely. Help out by subscribing to the channel. And whenever you see a video, it helps so much when you guys hit that thumbs up. It, it truly, truly helps out. So take care guys and see you next time.